Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. All right, all right, all right. We are live in our Facebook group and we are live in the Empowered Man AF 2.0, Empowered AF 2.0 podcast. I've got my uh, big homie, Sam Davis, with me from Houston, right? Houston, Texas, where are you from? Yes, sir. Houston, Texas. Um, it's It's been fun getting to know this guy. He's been a client of ours for, I don't even know, six months, seven months, something like that. And we've gotten to be a part of two uh, Empowered Man events. And so I always love it when I can bring a guy on that I've actually met face to face that actually have some sort of conversation, not only, not only if I had face to face conversations with this guy, but I've had some whiskey with this guy. I've sat across, uh, we've been at dance floors together. Um, we have, we have, we have history now. <laughs> and, and I, and I've seen this guy put out a few potential fights just like that. Just like, <laughs> <your friend. laughs> It's yeah. like, like when you, when you have that guy, that's like six, four with you, everybody just is like, okay, we don't, we don't need to mess with these guys. Um, but dude, thank you for, for being here. I appreciate you showing up. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, so one of the things I think is unique about your story is that when you came to us, you were already actually divorced. Um, so, I mean, kind of like if you want, we can go back into your marriage and like some of the shit, you know, that you went through there. But really, it's up to you as to as to what you want to talk about. But I usually like to pick up the story somewhere, whether it's through the marriage or just, hey, I came to you guys because I was going through this thing, you know, in my divorce. So you tell me where you want to start. Yeah, man, um, I, I'm I can do a little background real fast and then sure. you can pop off with some questions or whatever along the way. Okay. Um, but um, I was with my uh, wife for 17 years. And through that time, um, I traveled a lot for business. I, um, and, and of course, I'm only going to talk about my side because I can't speak for her. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I traveled a lot for business and uh, I was gone a lot. I was probably gone 75, 60, 60 to 75% of the year. Um, and then we had kids that definitely uh, put more stress on the marriage after we had children uh, because she was doing everything on her own basically when I was gone. Um, and then I would, you know, come back and try to help, but you know, I was probably more of a hindrance than a help because I tried to be controlling because it was my family. It was, you know, I wanted things to be done this way, but yet she was doing it, you know, she was doing it. And I just, uh, you know, had my own vision and I was too blocked by that to understand and to see her for what she has done and all those things. So, um, so it's kind of like you, you basically were in a place where you're traveling, you're doing all these things, you come home and basically start dictating orders again. And it's yeah, like, you know, exactly. And like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a business owner. Um, I have, I have a few couple of companies and, um, you know, my thing is putting out fires or my thing is solving issues. Like that's what I do all day. And I tried yeah. to do that at home, but it wasn't necessary at home, you know? And, um, 
that led to the end of my marriage uh, because mm. I tried to control that too much. And in return of her, her being lonely, uh, it also caused her to be unhappy. Yeah. Um, and so um, because of those two things, she decided to do it on her own. Yeah. What's kind of interesting about that is that, and I, and I know this from a business owner standpoint as well, and I know we've got a lot of business owners that listen to the podcast, in the Facebook group, et cetera, YouTube, all that shit. And one of the, the hardest things is how do you go from working a 40-hour work or 60-hour work week in most of our cases or 70-hour work week in our cases, and you have all these direct reports and you're like, okay, I need this report from you. I need, I need to understand what's happening here in this division, blah, blah, blah. And then you come home and you basically treat your wife like a direct report versus a partner. That's right. And whereas a partner, it would be completely different. It'd be like, hey, what support do you need for me? And hey, let's make this decision together. And you were just like, no, I'm not, you know. So right. you kind of came to a recognition of that. Was that after all these things were over, like after you started doing the work? I mean, yeah, I didn't recognize a lot of this until after I joined the group. Mm. Um, Empowered Man really woke me up. Um, it also made me realize be able to go back and look at our life kind of subjectively and really identify where I fucked up. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying the marriage only failed because of me. I'm just taking ownership oh. for the things that I did, right? Yep. Uh, or responsibility for the things that I did. And um, Dude, there was, there was a lot of times I could have shown up better, you know, like even her, you can call it complaining or bitching about her day, and I would try to solve the issues instead of just fucking being there listening and giving her a hug, you know? Yeah. Simple yeah. things that I learned, neutral woman, all these things that I've learned being in this program and power statements, and I didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. No, I, I was the closed off emotionalist. Uh, uh, sorry, emotionalist guy. Yeah. Um, because I was raised that if you show emotion, you're you're a fucking pussy. Mm -hmm. And uh, excuse my language for whatever's on here, but uh, so, it's empowering AF, dude. You yeah, yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. <laughs> but um, I uh, but the, that's I mean, if you know my brothers or you knew my dad, I mean, it's you know. That's not a big deal. Keep your fucking head down. Keep working. Everything will work out. You know, that that's that's how I was raised. And yeah. it's so fucking wrong. Yeah. It's so fucking wrong. Yeah. Um, and now that I've been awakened and yeah. I'm good and comfortable with myself, um, which has taken me, you know, the eight months, nine months um that I've uh been without my ex-wife and um in this program you know i know the topic of today is the ego um that was my biggest fucking enemy i was my own i was my own enemy wow uh, and we can go into that i'm sure a little bit more here in a minute but yeah uh well, i'm just curious like what what led you to that place of wanting to do the work because like i think a lot of guys think okay, marriage is over, divorce is sealed, like, fuck it. What, why, why work on myself? Because you came to us after that. Like, what made you decide, you know what? I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to be a part of this program. I'm going to do the work. 
Like what, what led that to you? Like, what was that for you? Like, you mean, to, to be honest with you, I figured if I could, I joined your program because I thought you could help change me. Mm. Right. And maybe win my ex-wife back. Mm. Um, but through the program, I realized I'm a pretty fucking badass dude. Not, yeah. not, not in an egotistical way, but in a confident yeah. way, right? Yeah. And, and being okay with myself and learning tools to become better, right? I, I did become better, yeah. uh, I believe, but um, that process was more of to start doing the work was I got to get her back. I got to get her back. You know, Sam, you can't fucking lose. You never fucking lose. Why are you losing now? And mm -hmm. and it was more of a, you know, why did I fail? Figure out why you failed. Fix why you failed. Get her fucking back. Like, that's fundamentally what my brain was doing to me. So then when you came in, that was your your mode. What like what switched for you as you were starting to do the work? You know, uh, I think realizations of, you know, you don't deserve to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you. Mm. Um, that was a big awakening moment for me. Um, another one was um, really learning to be okay with myself. I think there's so many guys out there that are not okay with themselves and that are overthinkers and they over produce every situation and every moment in time um, i'm one of them guilty as charged uh and this program has really allowed me to identify the things in my life that i'm not okay with and the things that in my life that i am okay with and changing yep. some of those yeah uh, one thing that i realized is my whole life i've always lived in the future my entire life probably from 16 years old you know i wanted to graduate high school early so i did i wanted to graduate college early so i did um career path tried to rush it started my own business you know in in my low 30s um just always rushing my life um never being okay with today um and i put a lot of that pressure on my ex-wife as well always wanting her to be better, always wanting her to go to the next level with me, right? And yeah. that wasn't fair of me, but because um, we all have our own journey. But um, with that being said, now over the last probably month, two months, I've tried to live each day for the day. Of course, I have to plan for the future for the business yeah, and all that. Stuff. Of course. But for myself, I've really tried to focus on just living in the moment and being okay with the moment. So what is uh, that? What has that done for you? I mean, like, cause I am the same way. I've always been a future focused. I've got to, I've got to crush everything. I've got goals. And then like you start to slow down and you start to live for the moment. I know what it's done for me, but I want to hear for you. What has it done for you to live in the moment? You know, man, it's allowed me to put work second, put my girls first. Mm. it's a lot which is oh my god the rewards from that i cannot even tell you uh i have been able in the last two months or really since 
yeah, two months, really since July, um, developed such a beautiful relationship with them. Um, they're opening up to me. They're talking to me about things they've never talked to me about. Um, and just being able to sit there and listen to them and let them know that their feelings are valid and, you know, everything's going to be okay. Um, and if it's not, that's okay too. Like just really being able to open up and be a solid sounding board, a, a fucking good father to my kids. Um, you know, being mindful of time, going to their gymnastics practices. I, I never did that shit when I was married. Like I missed so much, dude. I can't, if I have any regrets and, and I don't live in regret because I don't feel like that's fair because regret fair. those motion, those moments in time of what have led me to be who I am today. Right. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Those are doors that I picked and I have to be okay with those doors to move forward. But my I do have the one regret is not being there and watching my kids grow up. Yeah. No, my kids are still young. I still have plenty of time. They're 10 and 8, beautiful little girls. Um, so I'm gonna capture all I can now. And waking up and realizing this has given me that second chance to have that. Man, I, I gotta interject here because I think there's guys listening that don't realize the depth of what he just said because. You're especially if you're still fighting and you're still in the moment of trying to save your marriage and you're trying to figure all this shit out. What this guy is literally saying was that instead of being so afraid of the future, he decided to just live in the present. And by living in the present, what you're doing is you're now living a more abundant, fruitful life that you get to enjoy. It's like, it's like, what is what is it worth? And, and I've heard this before of, of men that like work their entire lives, they save, they like. They don't ever go on vacation and then they retire and then they like die the next day. You know, and it's like, like, great. You made millions of dollars. Now fucking what? And I'm about making millions of dollars. But at the end of the day, I also want to enjoy my kids and I want to enjoy my wife and I want to enjoy those things. So you weren't doing that. And now you are. And it's like, just in that short period of time, you've started to build trust with these girls you've started to show them and like, obviously you're, you're learning communication tools and, but it, it's not even just that it's just your presence, just your presence enough. Even if you didn't have those things, you just slowing down and being present with them is built trust. And then you take on top of it, the fact that you've learned how to communicate better and you've learned, you know, power statements and things like that and be a better listener and be more aware because that's your own emotional intelligence, right? You've, you've come in and you've like, you were already a cerebral, intelligent guy. And you, I think you were already emotionally intelligent, but what we had to do was like make you even more aware. And as you've done that, it's like, it's opened your mind up. I still remember, you know, when you were talking to my wife about, you know, your marriage and like, like the eye opening, like, oh my God, like, I didn't even realize those are the things I did. Um, mm. So let's yeah, talk Amy about. Yeah, helped me out a lot, man. She really did. Yeah. And if you haven't I'll, caught, I'll we do. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. She, she loves, she loves being a part of it when we, when we can get together, we just try not to be that couple, you know, we're like, this yeah. isn't a marriage thing. This is a, a men's thing, but man, she has some great insights. Um, anyways, uh, let, I want to, I want to talk about this ego thing because I know this was something that came out over the last event, um, for you. So context, um, I guess just tell me how much you want to share in terms of this, but, but we talked about your ego and what role it played. So, I mean, kind of 
start from there. Like what role did ego play for you in the context of marriage and even after the marriage? Um, so during the marriage, it blocked me from seeing what I was doing, right? It blocked me from seeing that I wasn't being a good partner. I was being basically a fucking roommate mm. uh, with kids. And um, it allowed me to put my life over everything else and completely understand why she said she feels like she's second and the business is first. The business, to be honest, it probably was. I loved her more than the business, right? I loved my kids more than the business, but I lied to myself and said I was doing this for her. Yeah. That's bullshit. I was doing it for myself. Mm. And I put my own wants and needs in front of everything else. And yeah. um, that's 100% my ego. Mm. Um, you know, being a failure and striving for acceptance and and not from anybody I don't give a shit about that but striving from acceptance from who I deem to be successful people uh, yeah. like my father a uh, big one is my father in this last event we dealt with father wounds and all that stuff uh, which has really allowed me to you know go to the next level but um I wasn't going to let anything get in the way of that and um because I blocked out everything else um that's what you know kind of destroyed the marriage and then like I said at the beginning after the marriage was already over um and I just I just signed the fucking papers like a moron uh gave her everything like a fucking moron um i just uh when i woke up i wasn't good with my decision and my ego is like you got to get it back you got to get it back you got to get it back you can't this isn't how we're gonna lose this isn't how this is supposed to go like you fucking love this woman why you why'd you just let her go but at that point it was too late right yeah. it was it was already done um so do you want to share like what you said to her in the kitchen that one day about leaving you uh when you talked about uh this was what you and i had a conversation on the porch and you were we were talking about that that sort of moment of you know when she she wanted to leave you and you you had a you had a position in that and what was your response to her and how ego really showed up in that place. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of a dick. Uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I was really a dick. Uh, basically telling her that, uh, I'm going to summarize a little bit, but yeah. uh, basically telling her that she was going to fail without me, that she needed me in order to live her life, um, that she couldn't do it without me. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I also gave her shit for ripping our family apart and yeah. um, taking my kids from me. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot there. I can... Uh, you know, that, that moment in time... I wasn't really thinking clearly. No. I was angry. I was caught off guard. I was pissed off. Um, and my world basically was crumbling. So the ego, the defective mechanism was like, you know, you're fucking locked. You know, try to be, try to do it on your own. You know, I, I don't, I've never really understood that women, you know, today say um, it's easier without you. Yeah. And, you know, I get it if you were battered or abused or, you know, if there's a shit ton of adultery in the relationship that you don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and that's abused emotionally or physically. Yep. Um, but to sit there and say, it's easier without a spouse. Um, it's never easier. But if the yeah. spouse isn't open, right? If the spouse isn't open and is working together as a partner, true partner, I can understand why they think it's easier without them. Yeah. So So you kind of you had this really defining moment and and I can hear and see the sort of grief that you still have over that moment and, <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah and that's okay like it comes in waves we know that um but here's the thing is that this is fast forwarding now and you're in a different spot in a different place what do you feel like you've been able to do to you know we all have ego at different levels but specifically for this this area of ego for you how did you kill that? How did you overcome it? How did you shift back to this place of allowing, letting go, if you will? Because you've kind of, not that you've fully moved on, but in a sense, you've, you've done a lot of the moving on work. Um, well, one, they say, if you truly love someone, sometimes you have to let them go, yeah. right? Love is a fleeting emotion and it comes and goes. It just it is what it is and that's why people why they're married especially people that have successful marriages and live a very long time I, i've had a lot of uh, conversations with older people uh before and after my divorce and everyone has said basically the same thing that you're going to fall in and out of love with that person multiple times throughout your marriage hmm. it's just it's just natural yeah. you know um and that people change once a decade and you have to choose to do the work and stay together with that person as they change and as you change um and you know change together but to answer your question directly i had to realize 
that I was okay without her, mm-hmm. that I was going to live without her, and that if I didn't have her, that I would find someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I didn't find someone else, just being okay with myself and and my awesome kids, because I still my she can't take my kids from me. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm just really enjoying that. Um, you know, I'm I've planned vacations with them. I've tried to be fucking Disney dad every time they're with me because I want them to remember the moments with me, and and I want to remember the moments with them. Um. So and then and then a big part of it was at the last live event that we did together. You challenged me to write a letter to my ego, and and basically tell my ego, it's okay, you know. And and I did that. Um, I can read that letter if you want. Yeah, I don't have a problem sharing it. Yeah, uh, it's it. not super like awesome. I mean, I, I did it like proofread it ten times, and yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty it. raw. But uh, um, and instead of using my ex-wife's name, I'm just going to say she, yeah, just for fine. her own protection yeah, for exactly. anyone that's watching that knows her. Okay. Uh, I said, dear ego, I want to tell you that she is gone and that it's okay. She wasn't happy with us. I love her so much that I let her go. She was trapped with us and it wasn't a healthy relationship. She is leaving she is living her life now. We have to respect her decision and trust she has the kids and herself's best interest in mind as she is making these decisions. I know you feel hurt and betrayed and abandoned again. Dude, I need to tell you it's okay to feel hurt by this. But we need not to be in denial or it will hinder our own growth and the ability to move on. It is okay to be hopeful that she comes back, but it is also okay to find someone else. You love her so much, then you will have to let her go and allow her to figure out what she wants. This might not be us. It probably won't be us. No, you are in my way of moving forward. Please put your guard down. I don't need your protection anymore. I appreciate all you have done for me, but it is time I face the music without you. We need to know that it is okay that she left, that I will be okay too. I know I'm a good man. I don't need you telling me that anymore. I'm ready to move on again. Thank you for everything. But this next chapter I need to do without you. Goodbye, bro. Much appreciated, Sam. Mm. That's fucking powerful. I love that. Um, And from the day I wrote this, I read it probably once a week Mm. uh, still. And uh, it's... uh, it's awesome. I think one of the best things that I've done is is I write letters. I don't journal. I write letters. And a lot of letters to her, like this whole fucking thing, it's letters to her. Um, and it's just how I feel. And some of it's mad. Some of it's happy. Some of it's remembering our awesome moments together. Yep. And 
just allowing myself to feel that, allowing myself to move forward, allowing myself to find my own closure without her acceptance of me trying to say, this is how I feel. This is what it is. And I need you to hear this. I need you to be okay with this. Um, I mean, I still have moments of weakness. Like the other day, you know, I sent her a text message and I said, you pushed away the only person that has unconditional love for you. I'm around when you're ready. You know, that was so fucking unnecessary. Yeah. It was a moment of weakness. Yeah. But I'm getting better. I don't text her nearly as much. I don't write her nearly as much. Um, I started to, to fucking date a couple of weeks ago. That's awkward. Being married <laughs> for 17 years and now fucking yeah, dating. That's yep. weird. It is weird. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make sure to be good with myself before I did that. Oh, yeah. Because me going into a relationship with someone else before I was pure for myself is only going to ruin good people. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I wasn't okay ruining good people. I wasn't okay yep. putting my own needs and lust before. Uh, their feelings and the cost that it yeah. and the effects that it would have on them. Right. Yeah. So, well, man, I really appreciate you being vulnerable today and sharing all of that that you did. Um, I hope you guys listening in, go back and play that video again, or the, the letter um, hear what his heart is again, Sam is not proclaiming perfection by any means. This no. is what it looks like to be a work in progress. This is what it looks like to be vulnerable. And this is what it looks like to overcome. This is what it looks like to become empowered. And it doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter where you are at in this spectrum of pre-divorce, after-divorce, in the middle of a divorce. The fact is, is every man needs to do the work so that he can have freedom, so that he can have his kids at a highest level possible of love and, and affection and admiration. Because shit, I can only imagine, you know, if you didn't make those changes, those girls don't have that relationship with you what that does to them as they grow up and what kind of future relationships do they end up in because their dad was a distant dad, not a Disney dad. Right. And so I, I, I'm just super thankful that, that you chose. And I say that literally I'm thankful that you chose that because that's two less little girls that are going to have the same issues that every other fucking girl, it seems like has these days. So the last thing I want to say before we sign off uh, is my goal and I already have these talks at a very like low, low level with my children. But my goal is that my children are able to break the pattern, right? Me and I come from divorced families. You know, people that come from divorced families are more likely to be divorced. Yep. Uh, it's just a statistic. It is what it is. So I'm I'm a fucking statistic. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I want them to break the fucking trend. They need yeah. and. And teaching them, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of fathers don't teach their girls how to respect a man, how to be a wife, how to how to uh, live a good, solid life. And I'm not fucking doing that, man. I'm stepping up. I'm going to be the one that makes the fucking difference in my kids' lives. I'm going to teach them how to be a wife, what a man needs, what a guy is looking for but at the same time 
allowing herself to have her own respect and honor her respect for herself, be happy with herself. And if she can live with herself, be happy with herself, she has a more of a chance of having a successful relationship. And I'm not saying if he treats her like shit, obviously I'm going to get her out of that situation 100%, 10 times over. But if she finds someone that's decent one day and she's happy with herself and she can respect her husband and love her husband, man, the sky's the limit for them in their relationship. Yep. So that's what I'm going to try to teach my kids. I love it, man. I love it. Well, dude, thank you again. I appreciate you copping on and being open and taking some time out of your busy day to uh, to meet with us. Um, guys, if you're listening in, this is this is the level of work we do in Empowered Man. This isn't just some save your marriage shit, some, some manipulate women to come back to the marriage. This is fucking empowerment. This is what it looks like. It's raw. It's fucking real. It hurts like hell, but damn, the fruit of it is amazing. And uh, we're seeing that in, in our brother here, Sam. So if you're still on that fence and you're like, oh, gosh, these empowered man guys, I keep hearing these podcasts. I keep, this is what it looks like to become empowered. And if you're ready for that kind of work, empoweredman.co slash book, you want to hang out, talk with us. Um, we'll invite you to our events. We'll invite you to be a part of our community. Um, and it's not just a, it's not just a community. It's a fucking brotherhood. These are guys that are together um, all the time, get each other's phone numbers, um, not just keeping them accountable from like the bad shit and sin and all this other stuff. It's about, Hey dude, are you believing the lies? Or are you believing the truth about you? Because that's what this is about. This is about truth and setting people free. And that's what we do. So if you're that guy, empoweredman.co slash book. If not, well, I'll see you in the next podcast. Have a good one. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.